Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Zetus. Zetus. You know, that's one we're going to have to... I'm sure somebody will let us know. Yeah. Know. I'm sure. I, I don't know where that is. I'm going to be honest with you. You, uh, If you're coming down I-55, uh, it's just, uh, that would be west I-55 of, going where? Going south. Okay. It's just west of Brookhaven. Okay. So through through Jackson, like on the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, how far are you from Louisiana? Oh, you're a good way from Louisiana. Never mind. Yeah, it's between, between, uh. Well, let's just come up with two random ones here. Uh, Hazelhurst and Bogachita. The other Bogachita. The one yeah. down I-55 South. There you there go. Uh, it's just north of Auburn. I didn't know there was an Auburn, Mississippi, but there is. Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, it's just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be delivered right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machines on the front counter of your house, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Don't forget, Strange Brew Coffee is a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A Bulldog Initiative. There you uh, go. Business. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for, guys. If it's Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner, and if they don't got it, they will get it. Great selection of shirts, polos, t-shirts, baseball caps, stuff for kids, stuff for the ladies, stuff for your house, your car, your tailgate. Anything maroon and white, it's there. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're originally by Fleet Feet, Flowed by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Startville's flagship restaurant. Today we were we were having lunch, uh, you and I, with, with some of the guys, and uh, our buddy Justin Frommer was asking – Justin Frommer, I'm sorry. I've got to get used to that. Yes. By the way, finding that out was like somebody – me telling you like my last name is actually Haddad or something. Yeah. yeah. Like was not prepared. That's always tough. Yeah, because when you've been calling a guy the same thing for two months, it's like, oh, it's actually – like, oh, well, he should have said something. Anyway, Justin was – he was saying, you know, my parents are in town next week for Alabama. Where should I take him to dinner? First thing out of my mouth, restaurant Tyler. Absolutely. That's exactly where you should take your, your parents to dinner. And you should take your parents to dinner there or your wife or your family or whoever you want to take because it's the best dinner in town. Steaks, pasta, uh, and if you're a vegetarian, they got you covered there as too. You know, appetizers, crawfish dip, barbecue okra, you can't beat it. And, of course, the stuffed pancake, my favorite dessert in the city of Starkville. It's all right there for you at restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi, here to serve you. Guys, 
it, it, we talk about it all the time. We talk about eating locally and shopping locally. It's just as important to bank locally. Don't you want to do business with the people you know, the people you can trust? That's what you've got at Priority One Banking. With 16 locations throughout central Mississippi, that means one is near you. It means one is near the place where your kids go to school or the, near the place where you go to church. Those are going to be the same people working at that bank that go to those places. So you're going to know them. You're going to have that relationship. And then if you have to talk to somebody about a loan, you're talking to people you know as opposed to people you don't. That seems like a pretty easy choice for me. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. All right. Mississippi State, South Carolina. Here's what I'm going to say about this game, and I want to see if you agree or disagree. But South Carolina has not been good thus far this season. Uh, Their offensive line has been a shambles. Uh, Spencer Rattler is really the only thing they have going offensively. He and Xavier Leggett, they can't run the football. Defensively, they're not good against the run. Uh, it feels like they were the team that was you know, kind of overrated by the SEC media. Um, and I say all that, and I, I'm still not 100. I still don't think Mississippi State's going to win this game. How would you feel about South Carolina if they would have lost those two games in regular season last year? Oh, I would tell you that State should probably... Well, I would have probably come into the season saying State should win. Now, I would have probably still changed that today. But, I, yeah, I definitely would have come into the season saying, okay, State can easily win that game in Columbia. I mean, everybody yeah, I That's think a good be, point that if last year is still tainting my view here. Would Shane Bieber be on the hot seat? I mean, at that point, they would have been 6-6. Six and six. Mm-hmm. It would have been six and six. They wouldn't have played Notre Dame in a and bowl then, game. You, you know. know who? I mean, they might have got a bowl win, so you might be one less win. But beating Clemson and Tennessee changes everything for Shane Beamer. He gets a nice contract. He's mm-hmm. recruiting really well. Coming into the season, people have more faith in him than they would have otherwise. I mean, it's a completely different outlook on the on the team. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to take those games away from him because they went out there and won them. Mm-hmm. But there is that much, like, or that little margin, I guess, mm-hmm. between Shane Beamer and South Carolina being a program on the rise and Shane Beamer and South Carolina being a not so impressive program. And yeah. they won the same amount of games as Mississippi State mm-hmm. last year. No. Well, State won one, one more. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. You might That's, have a different feel on South Carolina this season. And, and still, even their people are not. Super no. you know, over the moon about this team. I think I bet I, I would be willing to bet that if Thunder and Lightning were a, a South Carolina podcast, we would be talking about how Mississippi State is even even as badly as they played against LSU. Yep. They're still probably going to come in here and win this game. And I feel like what you just said is a really really good point that I had not considered. That the fact that South Carolina, I'm still living off of those Tennessee and Clemson games. Yeah, when my view of South Carolina, I mean, that's, and, that's, that's and, something to think about and. I want to say, too, because I say coming in the season, you know, I think we're letting those two games, like, paint our feelings on Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. He's been great. So it looks like that was kind of a, you know, a corner turned, it feels like, mm-hmm. in that in those two ball games because this year he's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched any of their games or any highlights or whatever, but he is kind of making chicken salad out of you-know-what. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that offense, because the offense without Spencer Rattler is in trouble. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're, right they're struggling that. to run the football. The offensive line's struggling as well. And again, just as you said, 
I still don't feel great about this game for Mississippi State. Yeah, it's, it's just of, because of what we've seen so far. They have the, they have the te- the the massive advantage at quarterback. Yeah, and Spencer Rattler, with all the issues they have on offense, can make plays that Mississippi State can't make. And isn't it kind of funny, kind of ironic almost that finally Rattler seems to have figured it out. Right, he's having a great season, completing seventy one percent of his passes. And but everybody else around him is letting him down. Yeah, it's it's usually the other way around. So this it's is kind of that way, you know. For both of these teams, you, I mean, these two teams are so closely related to me in their situations. Yeah, schedule wise, mm-hmm. how important this game is. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a, a guy that's one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever had from a skill set standpoint. Yeah, like Spencer Rattler, and they have these issues at running back. They have these issues at offensive line. And then for Mississippi State, you have all these guys that have all this experience, mm-hmm. and it just feels like well, you might have the, as, as they're not going to take advantage of a receiving core as you've ever had. I mean, right. You've got a quarterback now who can't take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, this is the, South Carolina is maybe the most one dimensional team I've seen. They, as a team, they've rushed for less yards, like they've rushed for half as many yards as Jaquavius Marks has. Yeah. As a team, uh, that they, they just don't have any semblance of a running game. I think that goes back to their offensive line. We talked with Ben Portnoy, and we're going to talk with him again. I'm going to bring you the interview in case you missed it um, from Thunder and Lightning Live. He was adamant with us in the summer. He's like, that offensive line is bad. It's really bad. And then you go watch them play North Carolina, and that North Carolina team, that's not they're, that's not an elite defensive no. line by any stretch of the imagination. They had nine sacks in that game. Again, I should be saying, man, Jane Crumedy and, and Nathan Pickering are going to have a field day, but I'm not confident in that. Yeah, and you have to put a lot of pressure on that offensive line in this game, too. They have a couple of guys. I think they have a couple of freshmen on the line. Um, the left tackle is a true freshman, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you've got to – I mean, that's that's going to be um, a good situation for Jane Crumedy. But you've got to be able to get pressure. State did not get a lot of pressure on Jaden Daniels, even though they were bringing blitzes from different areas and, and trying their best to get back there. They just couldn't get it. But this isn't this isn't LSU's offensive line, and I do think that you have to adjust your expectations for this game and kind of take take away what you <clears throat> saw this past weekend in some regard. Because you're not playing against LSU's offensive line, you know you're you're not going up against LSU's defense. So while I'm not confident in this game, I think that this is a much more manageable situation for Mississippi State than it was last week. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that they're going to be outmanned in this game. Correct. They're not going to be overwhelmed in that regard. The situation that you have to watch is. What is Spencer Rattler doing against Mississippi State's secondary? Mm-hmm. Um, can State disrupt him enough to where he doesn't have time in the pocket to let a play develop? He doesn't have um, he do, he's not getting the ball out quick enough to where you know they're they're finding open receivers. You know, can can you disrupt what he does offensively? Because if you can disrupt him and he's having a bad game, State's got a good shot. But he, to me, he's kind of the equalizer in this game. If they, if they were starting, you know, an average talent at quarterback, mm-hmm. I would like State's chances a lot more in this game. I think that Rattler is going to be able, should be able to make some plays against this defensive secondary. I just don't have a ton of 
confidence in this defense right now, or especially not the offense. But yeah. you know, defense is is concerning too. Is this? I've asked this question from a couple of South Carolina people, and I'm going to ask you: Is it season over for the loser of this game? Even at two and two, if State loses this game, people are are just diving off the bandwagon. The, I mean, the the question is: How do they respond after these first five games? You you have enough. I mean, you project you projected them to win two in the first five. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure after seeing them the last two weeks, you feel a little differently about the direction. Yeah. Um, I you know you have enough guys in that locker room that have been around that might could turn this thing around. My biggest question mark is the coaching, mm. and you know we we haven't because we just don't know. I, I can't speak definitively yet on what this coaching staff is. I think they're still learning a lot. I think that these are good coaches. I, th- I think Zach Arnett is a is a really good coach. He's he's a guy that has proven it as a defensive coordinator. He's never been a head coach before. He's never had to manage the day to day that a coach does. He's learning on the fly, and I think. It's understandable that he's going to need some time before he becomes some kind of polished product. I mean, we've seen some great coaches start their career and really struggle. So that's, I mean, it's not uncommon for him to be having to figure things out the way that he is. We don't know about, you know, how these coaches adjust. Um, they didn't adjust very well after the Arizona game. The LSU game was a was an issue. So, you know, it. I guess it's you know. Does the team just kind of give up, or do they, you know, turn it around? Because the schedule on the back end is very manageable. There's not anybody on the back end that I look at and say mm-hmm. Mississippi State from a um, standpoint of being experienced in this league and talent wise, they should match up with anybody. But coaching goes into it too. Game planning, scheme. If they're not able to to find a way to to adjust, then they're in trouble. And for South Carolina, I mean, next week you got Tennessee, and you know Tennessee has not been super impressive, but this could very easy easily spiral for them here. Mm-hmm. Um, if they lose this game, you're and then you lose next week, you're one and four, one and five, one and four. If they lose next week, South Carolina's one and four. One and four, and from then on, you're looking at you got to find a way to win five games. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if your season is over, but you certainly put yourself behind the eight ball for sure. Because I, I definitely, if they lose this game, I definitely don't feel good about next week. When I look at this game, you know, you know my system, right? For for picking games, best quarterback, better better quarterback, better coach. Where's the game? Mm-hmm. Everything favors Carolina. Everything. Bradler is better than Rodgers. I think Beamer is a better coach than, than Arnett. I certainly have more game film on him, you would say. Yeah. And the game's in Columbia. And despite all that, if State had just played reasonably well against LSU, they could have still lost. But if it hadn't looked the way it did, if it had looked like it did a year ago even, I would have said, I think State's going to go. I would have changed my prediction. Mm-hmm. And said, I think State's going to go over there and win. I don't think I'm going to do that now. I'll be honest with you. So, all right. Before we get into our our playmakers, let's uh, let's uh, go to this interview. I talked to Ben Portnoy, now a national college football writer for the Sports Business Journal. So, his beautiful mother Fancy. Jennifer Jennifer Aniston and I, so proud. 
of our son, Ben Portnoy. Uh, talked to him about this game. Obviously covered the Gamecocks for a long time. Got his thoughts on what to expect to see this weekend. Welcome in and welcoming in now. I'll say I'll learn how to speak eventually. My handsome young son, now national college football reporter for the Sports Business Journal. His mother and I are so proud of him, Ben Portnoy. Of course, he covered South Carolina for years uh, prior to this. That's why I wanted to have him on uh, with us today. You and I talked back during the summer about this game, and we, we were both stressed how important it was for both teams. And here we are three weeks in, and it's more important than I think we could have possibly imagined it is. Is this the season for the loser? Is that it for whoever loses this game? Yeah, I think, I mean, kind of like we we talked about in the summer, that this game was going to be a really interesting sliding door for both teams. And I think that when you look at it as far as what it is for South Carolina, what it is for Mississippi State, like I, I don't want to say it's the season because there's obviously a lot of season left, but I think it sets up both teams for a really weird, tricky spot if you do go out and lose this game. I mean, South Carolina is staring one and four in the face if they go and lose this game. I mean, you've got got to go to Knoxville in a week and sitting at one and three, that's not exactly an inspiring place to be. Although I will say the way Tennessee looked in the swamp last week, maybe it's a little, <laughs> maybe you feel a little bit better about that game than you might have last, a week ago or two weeks ago. And obviously we know what happened the last time South Carolina played Tennessee, but I, I do think it is an interesting game as far as you look at sort of where Mississippi state's offense has been. You look at what South Carolina's defense has been. I, I think there's just a lot of moving pieces here that make this a really interesting matchup. And I think that, you know, one of these teams could very well be sitting at five and seven and kicking themselves about uh, this game in Columbia here in you know six seven weeks. You you obviously are smart enough to know what the reaction of fan bases have been, have been to these these two starts over here in Starkville. I mean, people are losing it. They're ready for Arnett to go after three games. It's it's actually kind of humorous to be honest with you. What's the mood of the Carolina fan uh, in uh, in Columbia right now? I think they're in an interesting spot because I think that things could be worse, but are also kind of to script on some level. I think that, you know, I think the way that South Carolina played against UNC was a disappointment. I, I mean, there's no question about it. I think that, you know, I, I thought they did a pretty good job with Drake May, forced him into two interceptions. You know, Spencer Rattler had about 350 yards. I, I think, you know, the numbers you look at them, and I remember joking with some South Carolina people about this after the game was that if you told me Spencer Rattler was going to go 30 of 39 for 300 and some yards, a couple of touchdowns, and Drake May was going to have two interceptions and UNC only scored 31 points, I would have told you South Carolina probably won that game by 10 points, maybe 12 points. The reality is the defense didn't hold up and, and they gave up too many big plays down the stretch and South Carolina just kind of tripped over itself and they got an extra possession on an onside kick. So, you know, South Carolina kind of did checked all the boxes, just didn't really execute down the stretch and had some chances in that game and it just kind of got away from them. Then you look at Georgia, they came out, they were up 14-3 at half, played really well, kind of gave it away and Georgia started doing Georgia-like things. But I, but I do think that's inspiring. I, I know that, you know, Shane Beamer will say that there's no moral victories and all of those things, but... When you go toe to toe with Georgia, even whether even if Georgia's you know not necessarily the Death Star it's been in the last few years, like I, I still think that th there's something to be said for that. I mean, look, like it's only a year ago that South Carolina got run off the field in Columbia against Georgia, and you know lost that game. I think 45 to seven or 43 to seven, whatever that actually was. You know, got asked after the game if he sensed any quit in his team, and obviously lots of fun sound bites out of that. So yeah, I, I think that like you know South Carolina's been. I, I think South Carolina's an interesting space where like yes, they probably would have liked to have won the UN. Game. I think you can circle the UNC game as a disappointment, but the fact they're sitting here at one and two, I don't think is super unexpected. And I think 
most people will will reconcile with that. Now, granted, we know how fan bases react, and people don't always think rationally. But I, I think know. South Carolina, yeah, the fact that South Carolina is one and two, I think they should feel you know okay about that. And going into it, this game is a favorite. Anybody ever questions if you're my son? You just made a Star Wars reference right in the middle of this. See, that's <laughs> that's my boy. You and I, when we had that interview back in the summer, you were adamant about how bad South Carolina's offensive line was going to be. And they really showed that off in, in the North Carolina game. They could not protect Spencer Rattler. I thought they were better against Georgia of all teams. But even then, in the end, he, they were able to get some heat on him. I, I, have they been worse than you even thought they were going to be? Right, because if there's anything that we know about college football, it's that, you know, 18 to 22-year-old kids are super consistent on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, the Georgia game to the UNC game is kind of crazy. And I will say the offensive line looked better. I take it with a grain of salt against Furman, but, you know, did some things that were nice. And South Carolina's shaken up the rotation a little bit. You know, they've got Tree Babalade, who's a four-star ta- uh, freshman in there, so he's probably going to be starting at, I think, left tackle. Uh so that makes her an interesting note. And I think they've they've shaken up the rotation. They seem to be finding something, but boy, that week one against UNC, I mean, that is a UNC defensive line that I'm still not convinced is particularly good. And I mean, they were straight up teeing off on Spencer Rattler's what nine sacks, ten sacks in that game. I mean, that's not I thought the offensive line could be a sneaky strength of this team in the sense of I thought it might be bad, but I thought there was a world where if things clicked right and this thing you know came out of nowhere and you looked up and South Carolina ended up having a pretty okay line, it wouldn't have been the craziest thing in the world. But it's been a real, it's been a, it's been a moving sort of needle for the last few weeks. Like they just they're kind of trying to find that pulse, they're trying to find that consistency, trying to find that rotation. And I think they're getting there. Now, the question I have is why you couldn't figure that out, you know, over the six months you had leading up to the season. But I, I do think that there's, you know, I, I do think there's something to be said once the bullets are flying and you see things against other teams. Like th- there's something to be said for that, not to be completely snarky, but I do think that there is something to that. And and I think they're figuring it out. So this, I think this is actually probably the best like real test that South Carolina is going to have against a defensive line that I think is really good, but, you know, obviously isn't Georgia and is maybe, I don't know what UNC is and what Furman necessarily becomes, but it's an interesting test at the very least. There's somebody should have asked uh, Beamer, uh, why, why, why would the defensive line was having so much success against that offensive line? Somebody could have just asked that question and we might have gotten an answer. Uh, on the other side of the ball, this South Carolina defense has not been good against the run this year. Second to last in the conference, only Vanderbilt has been worse in yards per game. If you're Mississippi State, is that your game plan? You're just going to come out there and try to, to control a lot of scrimmage offensively and run the football? Yeah, Will Rogers had what, like a season low, like 17 passes? Career low. Career against, low. Uh, against Arizona, and then last week was the career low in yardage. Right. So, I mean, if you told me that Will Rogers threw the ball 12 times on Saturday, that's probably a winning formula for Mississippi State. Like, I I mean, seriously, like, you know, that's not to be a knock on Will. It's just a matter of, you know, South Carolina has not been able to stop the run. Now, I will say that South Carolina's defensive line looked pretty good against Georgia. They were disruptive. They have some guys in the middle who can really play. And I think, you know, for what they lack at defensive end and maybe haven't been able to do in the pass rush or what we thought they might be able to do in the pass rush over the offseason, like they've got some dudes at defensive tackle. They're not necessarily the household names you're going to find around the SEC, but they've got some guys there who can be good players. And I think may end up like if you told me this often, this run off defense ended up finishing, you know, seventh or eighth in the SEC after a couple of shaky starts to start the year. I, I could kind of buy into that. And I think the linebacking core has gotten better and is getting better with some guys who are stepping into bigger roles. So, I, but again, like I do think that Mississippi State, if they're going to win this football game, they're going to run the ball and they're going to run the ball a lot. And I think that South Carolina has, I, I think if you're, you know, Kevin Barbe and this offensive staff, run the football till South Carolina proves you can stop it. And, and I just don't, 
I'm not sure that South Carolina actually can stop it right now. All right. I know you're an avid Thunder and Lightning listener, so you know how my Friday podcast goes. Give me an X factor for South Carolina in this game. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Spencer Rattler's the obvious choice. I'm going to say Xavier Leggett, the receiver on the outside. That's, a, that's an interesting choice. That's the best player on offense. That's so, I, so far. I mean, I will say, like, Spencer Rattler's numbers have been super good. And I think, like, whatever his final line at Georgia was, I think it was like, what, 29 to 42 or something. That's a My little bad, bit. Yeah. Like, he, pl- he played better than his number, his final completion yeah. percentage. Um, but Xavier Leggett, I mean, I don't know how many words there are to describe his transition over the last year because he's a guy that, you know, struggled with drops, had a bunch couple, I think last year in the Florida game had two different balls bounce off his hands into someone's hands for an interception. I would like back-to-back possessions. I mean, he's just been one of those guys who's been a lot more potential than actual and like flash than actual tangible results. And I think that all of a sudden the dude seems to have evolved into Alshon Jeffrey and is a senior and it's pretty it's pretty remarkable, and I think it's a credit to this receiving core. And Justin Stepp, I think, is one of the better receiver coaches in the country and, and has done a really, really good job with Xavier. And he, he's looked really, really good through a couple of games. And if Juice Wells isn't going to go this week, which, you know, all expectations are that he won't play, I mean, Xavier's going to be the guy on offense. And if they can get him going, I mean, South Carolina's going to have a chance. And Spencer Rattler's looked really, really good through a couple of games. And, again, like I know the numbers are a little deceiving here and there, but, I mean, he's been as good as any quarterback in the league so far through three games. And I think that if Xavier is clicking and he and Spencer are clicking, like they're going to have a chance to put up some points. All right. 60 seconds, national college football reporter, bigger upset this weekend, Notre Dame over Ohio state or Ole Miss over Alabama. Notre Dame, Ohio state. I think that Alabama, I think, I I think Alabama, listen, (laughs) no, you'll appreciate where I'm taking this. I think Alabama are in the same plane. And I don't mean that in a good way. Like Alabama's fallen down a little bit. Like if you told me that Ole Miss and Alabama both finished the season, like nine and three, eight and four, I can buy that, you know, Notre Dame over Ohio state's a bigger deal to me. All right. Well, our other bar, your, your young brother, my other handsome young son, Tyler Horka will enjoy uh, covering that this week. Ben Portnoy from the sports business journal, national college football report. Makes me proud to say that I'm very pleased for you. Congrats, man. And thanks for coming on with me. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. Anytime. All right, thanks to Ben for his time. Really appreciate getting the chance to talk to him. Uh, Let's move on into Playmakers and Predictions. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind that beef, it's what's for dinner. Rob, you got beef on the menu this weekend? Um, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm definitely – I don't know if I'm cooking any, but – You're going to eat some. Having a little get-together at my house, somebody's bringing some beef. Absolutely they are. Well, yeah. I'm sure the beef is being brought. Where's the beef? Anyway, this weekend, if you're cooking out, if you're watching Mississippi State, if you're watching college football, throw some steaks on the grill, guys. If if the game's not good, at least the food will be. That's how you got to look at things. That's how you got to start looking at things sometimes. That that was my motto of the Croom era. I'll just go ahead and tell you. At least the food's good. So, I don't want... I'm very scared. Uh, Why did you do that? I know, right? I think that's like, are you saying that? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I am saying that beef. It's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern soul food. We haven't been to Two Brothers in a while. We need to. We need to get back over there. Yeah, it has been a while. And it's been a few weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to Jones now. I gotta. I get the. I get the shaky hands. We just came back from lunch too. And, but now I'm already hungry again. Yeah. Just just true. thinking about it. So. I had beef for lunch in my burrito. You did? At steak. Yeah. I think it's pronounced burrito. Is, is it? 
<laughs> it might be in, in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, yeah. or Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, see, I didn't think about. Oh, that's a that's a million dollar idea. I can't. Surely, some Mexican restaurant in Baton Rouge had the burrito. Burrito. Oh yeah, they had to have. Yeah. That's that's that's. I mean, too if, good. if they were going to put Burrow on the back of his jersey with the E A U X, yeah, then of course he had to make a burrito. Yeah. All right, that's great. Great stuff. Yeah. Two brothers doesn't have burritos, but they do have tacos, and they are delicious, and I do love to eat them. So maybe, maybe they should, should have a burrito, a barbecue burrito. All right, so let's 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 make this. All right, so okay. we're gonna we're gonna go pulled pork, coleslaw. Mm-hmm. Do we want to go like some fried onions? Get a little crunch. Or you could put like some uh, pork rinds, like a couple of pork rinds in there. Oh, you are a genius. You're a mad genius. Oh boy. Here we go. All right. So then we need some jalapenos in there. A little spice sure. or some hot sauce or something. Or a little barbecue sauce, hot sauce mix. Yeah. And then we need like, we need some green. Well, the, co- the coleslaw is the green. We need like one more thing. Do we need some baked beans in there? Because uh, like, you know, some, bean, some burritos do have beans, but we have now do. we're, we're going to put barbecue beans in there. Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. What about mac and cheese in the burrito? Yeah, why not? Okay, wrap that thing together. up. Oh my gosh! Now you put you it, put that on the menu today for sixteen dollars, and you tell me people aren't going to buy it. I mean, we're you yeah. guys want to consult us for some more Barton, menu items? Terry, if you're listening, we just gave you one. You can have it. There you go. TNL burrito. The TNL. That's that's a great idea. Boom! It's not a good idea. It's a great idea. It is. Is Lee Battle listening? He'll make it happen. Oh, he's listening. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Coming soon, the TNL Burrito. Let's hope. Uh, Great products, great service. What every business likes to promise you, they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. Guys, the reason they're open that long is because they take care of their customers. When you call them and you need to find out about their products, they have friendly service, and they have the best brand names and some of the best prices in the business. And then when something goes wrong, which inevitably it will. I mean, it's a machine. You can't trust machines. Did you ever watch Terminator? It's true. AI. AI. So when that happens, though, you just call them back. And you don't have to talk to anybody with AI. You just talk to a person, a Mississippi person, here in Mississippi. That's a great difference. And that, that's what the difference they make with Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Oh, yeah. The Rogue and their collegiate collection. Guys, if you haven't already, you need to check it out. It's getting starting to get a little cool outside. Maybe not today, but, you know. It's time to start thinking about your new pullover for football season. Go get you one from The Rogue. There you have some of the best styles, the best name brands, and most importantly, they have the logos that you want. So if you haven't checked it out already, do so today. Stop by the Rogue and Jackson or look online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Robbie Falk, offensively, who is your playmaker? Whoever's at the quarterback position. Okay. I think I said Will that, Rogers that's what last I, that's week. That's what I said on, on Thunder and Lightning Live. I said, I'm going Rodgers and Wright. Whoever yeah. it is has got to deliver. They got to. Yeah. And I almost feel like, you know, in this game – you, you've got to give more opportunities to Mike Wright. This is a team that does not defend the run very well, and you can't come out there and just and run it 40 times, I don't think, right. straight at them. But you could do like what Dan Mullen used to do back in the day and uh, even Joe Moorhead when he decided to run the football and run some, <laughs> run some read option. I mean, 
you got a guy that that can do it, and and you don't have to just sit there and run it the whole day. This guy can actually throw it a little bit. So to me, it's if they do go with Mike Wright, he is going to be the difference in the game. I feel like, um, and you know, Will Rogers will be too. He's going to have to perform really well for Mississippi State to win this one on the road. And one thing that you that you really have, Will Rogers, is a guy that's played a lot inside the SEC, and he's been on the road. He's been to Baton Rouge. He's been to uh, Texas A&M. He's been to Auburn and and let a comeback there. I mean, you can say what you want to about the guy. The moment I don't think is going to be too big for him playing in that kind of atmosphere, and that's going to be an asset to Mississippi State if they win the ball game is having a guy like that that is signaling the offense. But they've got to do something different offensively to have a chance in this game, and that doesn't mean you have. You know, I think everybody for the most part wants to see a little more Mike Wright and mm-hmm. mix it up at least. Mm-hmm. But Will Rogers can still win. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, I'm not going to be the person that's going to say Will Rogers isn't the answer. They just have to to put him in the best position to succeed if he's going to be out on the field. Mm-hmm. So you can't put you can't put him in a box and not kind of bring out some of his strengths. So they got to figure out a way to make that work, and they got to figure out a way to do it quick because you got South Carolina on the road, Alabama next week. State's got to have a really good game from its quarterback, whoever that may be in this game. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Like QB1 is is my offensive playmaker. If it's Rodgers, I agree with what Brandon Marcello said yesterday. They got to tailor the offense to what he can do. And he, look, when when you say that, you're not saying you got to pare it down to the bare essentials. Rodgers can do plenty. Yeah. But you got to find what he can do or if you're going to make the change, make the change. I think Rodgers is going to start and I think they're going to give him a couple of drives and if he's if he's rolling, great, and if he's not, they got to make a change. And if they don't make the change, then the first I'll just go ahead and tell you right now. I'm going to I'm just going to go ahead and give you a spoiler here. If State loses this game and Will Rogers plays the whole game and he plays the way that he played against LSU, number one thing that is true is I have long-term concerns, long-term concerns about Zach Arnett. Yeah. If you're not willing to to try something new at that point, I'm out. And again, it's not like it's not saying it's, it's time to to sit. Will he's no longer a starting quarterback? That's not what it is. It's you can make this work. You can make both quarterbacks work. Mm-hmm. It, Will can still be your starting quarterback. But if you're not willing to at least show a different look to the defense, and you're just going to continuously do the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. then you are not doing your job, and you don't you you don't seriously want to win if that's the case. Because coaches that want to win, they'll make they'll do whatever they have to do to win it. Yeah. All right. What's your defensive playmaker? Did you do yeah. your offense? Give me one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, defensive side of the ball, it's got to be somebody um, getting after the quarterback. I think. And for me, I, I think you know Jaden Crumedy is not going to be your your. Um, pass rusher or anything like that. He's not the guy that's going to get up to the quarterback all the time, so I'm not going to go with him. But I'm going to go with uh, Deontay Anderson. Okay. Um, last week, I think we saw a little bit of a spark from him when he was in the ball game rushing the quarterback. We've been looking for somebody to step up there on the defensive side of the ball, on the defensive line or Sam linebacker or whatever. Mm-hmm. He looks like the guy that's built most to get after the quarterback on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And I think it's of the utmost importance to 
put pressure on Spencer Rattler. This offensive line's reeling a little bit. He's had um, a, you know a lot of hits already this year. He's been you know forced into situations he doesn't want to be in, but he's made plays still. You got to get to him, bring him to the ground, force him to throw balls away, force him to throw interceptions, whatever. I think Deontay Anderson is is a guy that could have a big day if uh, he gets loose there and gets after Spencer Rattler. So I'm of the thought process that after watching what the, what happened last week, Mississippi State, the, the secondary might not, I'm not saying it's due for a reshuffle or anything like that, but they got to change the way they're playing back there because just given cushion, guys are still beating you there. You, that that's got to change. Mm-hmm. I think State's going to be more aggressive defensively, and I think they're going to put their guys out there in man coverage a little bit more. And so I, I talked about it earlier. Xavier Leggett is really all this team has right now offensively. Uh, Juice Wells not playing this week. Um, they just don't have a lot of targets in the pass game. That leads me back to DeCamerian Richardson, who I said last week, and I was hopeful that they would lock him up with Malik Neighbors. They did not, and even when they did, DeCamerian did not get the better of that matchup. But this week, I think DeCamerian Richardson, it's hard to believe this guy still doesn't have an interception. Yeah. This is the week. This we, is the week. He gets a pick this week. Yeah, we didn't notice him that much in the first couple of games, and then we noticed, noticed him last week. For the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's, got, you know, he's got some making up to do back there. Who's your X Factor? This might surprise you a little bit. Ooh. I'm going to Sean Preston. Sean Preston can only play a half. He's not playing the first half. Okay. Second half, you got a fresh secondary uh, for the most part. Sean Preston comes in, and I think there's going to be if State wins this ball game, there's going to be a moment late in the game where Sean Preston comes up and makes a play. He is a veteran <clears throat> on the defensive side of the ball. We've already seen him make a couple of big plays this year for Mississippi State. I think he is a, a playmaking safety. He's going to get beat every now and then back there if you put him in bad situations. <clears throat> yeah, But he's one of those guys that is going to uh, be dynamic for you too. And, you know, even when he – even on the play he got thrown out and, you know, by the, by the law it is targeting, mm-hmm. although debate. You and I disagree on that. Yeah, I don't think that – to me it's not targeting but by the rule. Mm-hmm. Even on that play – it was something that finally brought some kind of electricity to the crowd from the defense. So that's kind of what he brings to you. He gives you um, a spark on the defensive side of the ball. I think he's going to make a play in the second half that turns this game or seals this game or something. Sean Preston's my X factor. Only playing one half, but -hmm. I think that he can make a big impact in the second half. Mine might surprise you as well. Okay. I think it's going to be a close game. For State to win... They got to be solid in special teams. Well, Kyle Ferry. Okay. I think State might have some field goal opportunities. He's got to make them. Yeah. So I mean, this could come down to the last second. I'll be honest with you. So you might see Kyle Ferry go out there for a, for a chance to to win the game. Now we'll see if that happens or not. But I feel like if State wins, it's going to be a close game, and that means the po- some points are going to have to come from the kicking game. So I'll go with Kyle Ferry. And, and I, last week, I um, this is unrelated, but last week I. Uh, I was talking to you about getting the ball first or mm-hmm. whatever. This is a game where I would want the ball first. I, I'm, I'm, I always want the ball first. I'm one of those people that, you know, especially at home, I kind of like, you know, let's get the defense out there first, mm-hmm. get some energy going, and get, knock some rust off or whatever, and yeah. we get the ball back after halftime. So mm-hmm. in this game, I think State needs to get the ball first, drive down the field. Quite the points. crowd. Yes. Yeah. Almost every single upset 
or this isn't really a it really isn't really an upset, mm. but mm. almost every single like road by the letter of the law it would yeah. be an upset. Yeah, almost every single road like SEC win I've seen at Mississippi State, it feels like State has driven down the field and scored on the first possession, mm-hmm. or they've gotten the the first punch in. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. You have to get out there, quiet the crowd, take the first. Even if punch. it's only a field goal, right? Get get points. And go from there. I think State needs the ball first. They need to score first. Well, let's let's do it then. What's your prediction? You know, the more I the more I talk about this game, and the more I think about South Carolina and their issues, and mm-hmm. realize, you know, where they are as a as a roster, mm-hmm. the more I realize that State has a good shot in this ball game. They do. It's just the, the what we saw last week and what we saw the week before. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered by this coaching staff on, you know, adjustments and can they game plan, things like that. I just am not ready to fully trust this staff right now. I just uh, – until I see it change, and, and maybe hopefully that's this week, mm-hmm. I can't get on board with where this team is right now. Okay. And I can't just – in good conscience, I can't pick Mississippi State in this ball game. Okay. But you know, I think it. I think it can be a close game. Um, it could also be a game that gets away from Mississippi State mm-hmm. if they'd play like they did last week. Yeah, I'm going to go South Carolina 26, Mississippi State 21. So you would have State covering though. Yes. Know? Okay. I'm 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 going to go a little higher score. I feel like State can because I, I think both of these defenses are not very good. Yeah. Um, but State I, should be able to run the ball. But this is how I'm going to do it. And, and I'll, I'll be honest though. What you said about South Carolina in the two games last year makes a lot of sense, but I said South Carolina was going to win this game in the preseason when I thought State was going to, was much better than they are. Mm-hmm. And after the North Carolina week, after the North Carolina game, I thought, okay, I might be changing that pick when we get there. And then the LSU game happened. And in fairness, the Arizona game happened too. I was like, no, I'm going to stick with it. So I'm going to stick with it. This is not going to be like Kentucky last year. I'm going to stick with my preseason pick. Um, 35-27 Gamecocks win. Uh, they will cover, in my opinion. So you can, if, if, if you were, if, we, we 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 could come, but we just need to do a segment of that, like you know, Robbie versus Hayden. We would just do like an extra. It could be our tiebreaker or something. Maybe. Whether or not they can cover or not. Yeah, because you're taking state to cover, and I would take South Carolina. But regardless of that, I got Gamecocks 35-27. All right, back on Sunday, we'll recap. What's the over under on this game? Give me a moment. Fifties. Oh, of course, of course. This game. There's, there's no way it's in the sixties. If it was, I would be. I would might be driving down to. Um, the Golden Moon, forty-eight and a half. Really? Yeah. So wow, I'm way over on mine. So hold I'm, on. I'm. I we, said twenty-six, twenty-one. So you're I'm right there. I'm right on top of it. So what am I? I'm thirty-five, twenty-seven. I'm under though. I'm sixty-two. I'm way over. I'm surprised that I'm over. Now that I think about it. And you just said you would take. Yeah. That. I mean, I'm not very smart. That's why I don't make money on betting. I'm uh, under. I'm under. You're over. So Robbie says, take the dogs and the under. Hey Dad says, take the cocks <laughs> and the uh, the the over. All right, we'll see how that that pans out. Mm. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Don't get mad at us if no, it, don't bet, don't don't no, no. But I mean, like, don't get mad at us and say we were wrong about the game. Like we know we would be wrong if state right. But there's been nothing that we've seen from this team the last two weeks that right. suggests that we should pick them in this game. Bet with your head. At I'm least over. South Carolina's, you know, South Carolina's lost to North Carolina and they lost by ten points to the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. So them playing at home, I mean, I mean, it's hard to take yeah. Mississippi State. But 
one thing that I did say after that game the other day, I could totally see South Carolina coming out in this game being flat. I could too. After the Georgia I'm not, game. I'm not sure how you, they react to that game. Do, yeah. they, do they look at it as a positive? Like, we were so close, guys. Let's keep working. Yeah. Or is it like, God, we gave everything we had we came up short? I don't know which way they go. go either way, man. We'll find out. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Talk to you again soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.